Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I want to direct your attention to the book of Revelation today. I want to go to the book of Revelation, chapter 15. We're going to read the first four verses here this morning. Amen. Praise God. I love this time of year. How about you? You don't know if you need the air or the heat. It was cold in here this morning. It's warm in here now. Hallelujah. I think it's all this. Praise God. I like it. I like it. Revelation chapter 15 and verse number 1. John wrote, I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. Seven angels having the seven last plagues. For them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory, them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name and stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee. O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. Today I want to preach to you about the song of victory. Somebody say the song of victory. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you today. Oh God, would you help me feed your sheep, Lord, through your word today. Lord, help us to receive the word, God, and let it become alive to us. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. Amen. Praise God. Somebody say the song of victory. For the last several services, we have been preaching and ministering on overcoming the enemy of fear, specifically his voice of intimidation. We have all faced crisis and fear in this hour, and unless you just arrived from the planet Neptune, you are in a battle. And if you lie from planet Neptune, you're probably an alien. We are not in a political battle right now. It's a spiritual battle. We're not in a physical battle, as it were, 
but rather it is a spiritual battle that manifests itself in a physical form. We've often said it, and I want to say it again, and we'll continue to say it. We don't fight for victory. Somebody say, I don't fight for victory. I don't fight for victory, but I fight from victory. Hallelujah. In every attack of the mind, every attack of the body and soul, we fight from a standpoint and a position that Jesus has already won the battle for us. In every battle of the will, in every battle in the world, we fight from victory. Every clash of cultural concepts and carnal thinking, we fight from victory. When we pull out the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, when we are armed with the armor of the Lord, we are not fighting for victory, we are fighting from victory. I am not telling you that it's never intense. I'm not telling you that the foe is never formidable. There is no battle as intense and as, as terrible and terrifying as the enemy of death. But even in that, we win. Even in that, we win. 1 Corinthians 15 and 51, but I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Somebody say we win. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. You see, it doesn't matter that we go by way of the grave, but it's how we are, where we are, and what position we are in when we die. If we're a child of God, if we have been redeemed by the blood and bear his name, then we can say to, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? For the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks. But thanks be to God, which causes us the victory, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Why? We win. Be unmovable. Why? We win. Always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Whether I get healed or not, I win. Whether I have a lot of money or not, I win. Whether I feel good or feel bad, I win. Whether I got trouble in my mind or I don't have trouble in my mind, I win. You search through scripture and you will find it that the battle belongs to the Lord. The victory belongs to us, but the battle belongs to the Lord. If the victory belongs to us, then the praise belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. The praise belongs to the Lord. The thanks belongs to the Lord. The hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, belongs to him. Amen. For we find the scripture says in, in various places where the Lord would say something like this. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of the great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. 
but God's. Amen. You will find that the assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. The writer of Corinthians, Paul said that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, victorious, effective, able to pull down strongholds. Amen. Dear friend, you do not fight for victory. Stop saying I claim the victory because you are already have the victory you may not see it you may not feel it it may not look like it amen but you have the victory this is what David said facing Goliath in first Samuel chapter 17 and verse 47 this is what David said and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Speaking of the giant and the Philistine. Hallelujah. We find the promises of the Lord is that uh, the Lord said, God is with you. Go. fight for. He will fight for you against your enemies, and he will save you. That's what he said to Moses in Deuteronomy 20. Hallelujah. Paul put it like this. What shall then we say to these things? If God be for us, if God be for us, if God be for us, if you're on God's side, if God be for us, who can stand against us? Amen. Written by a man that was beheaded, but he was still victorious. Stop making victory to fit your thinking. What victory looks like to us may not be what it looks like to God. But in the end, he is going to see that the victory is won. Listed in Revelation 15 here in these first few verses is the reference to the song that the redeemed are singing. It is the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. These two, two songs were sung after momentous victories. The song of Moses speaks to us of the Old Testament and the song of the Lamb speaks to us of the New Testament. Both show us how God sends victory to his people and defends his people. Both songs teach us that we are to respond with a certain kind of response. Songs of worship and praise. Songs of thanksgiving. The lyrics here may be different. The length of them may be different. But the message of these two songs harmonizes in one victorious unity. Both songs refer to God's people being persecuted and pursued by a hostile predator. Amen. Both were battling persecuting powers. But both were songs of victory. The first, the song of Pharaoh of Exodus sought to enslave the people of Israel. The beast of Revelation in the Lamb's song sought to enslave their minds and their souls. Today the battle is not just about your being enslaved physically, but rather mentally, but rather with your spirit and your thinking. The song of Moses was a song of triumph over the people of Egypt. The song of the Lamb is a song of triumph over the beast of Babylon. The song of Moses was sung as God's people People were being led out of Egypt. The song of the Lamb is a song of God's people as they're being led into their divine eternity. The song of Moses was the first song of Scripture. The song of the Lamb is the last song of Scripture. I believe that God wants us to understand the connotation and the beauty and the wonder that is matched in these songs. 
The Song of Moses commemorated the execution of a wicked king named Pharaoh. The Song of the Lamb is a celebration of the exaltation and the lifting up of the king of glory. In the Song of Moses, the people of God rejoiced in their deliverance from slavery. In the Song of the Lamb, the people of God rejoiced over being liberated from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of the beast, that old Babylon that has brought such woe against the world for years. The song of Moses is a glorious song. It has three different stanzas. Exodus 15 verses 2 through 5, Exodus 15, 6 through 10, and 11 through 18. It is a song of deliverance because they crossed through the Red Sea. You will find them as they're coming on the outside of the Red Sea. They now begin to sing this glorious song of Moses. Let me, let, let's look at it together. I wanted you to look at it together. Exodus 15, 1. Amen. If you want to get, get, get your Bible out, that's great because I'd like for you to help me. Amen. Follow on the screen, but I'd like for you to help me because we're going to sing it together or say it together as Moses sang and the children of Israel the song unto the Lord and the people uh, and, and spake saying, let's read together. I will sing unto the Lord for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host has he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also drown in the Red Sea, and the depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Somebody say victory. victory. Here was the children of Israel positioned before the Red Sea. Pharaoh was chasing behind him in a cloud of dust with all of his chariots and his soldiers pursuing them, going after them because he wanted to recapture them and bring them back to Egypt and enslave them once again. But oh, the power of God hit and the wind began to blow until the Red Sea had parted and all of Israel marched on dry ground. Amen. And when they got on the other side, some two, three million uh, children of Israel standing on the shore on the other side. Pharaoh said, I'm going through it too. I'm going to get through it too. And you know the story. The wind stopped and all of a sudden the waters came back together and destroyed Pharaoh and his army. Yeah, and then the children of Israel begin to sing this song, the song of Moses. They begin to sing, he has triumphed gloriously. It's a song of Moses, but there's not one word about Moses. It's a song of the redeemed, but it's not a word of the redeemed. A song of the lamb is not sung by uh, 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 just anybody, but those that are singing, I've come through it. I've come through it. I've come through the Red Sea. I've come through my storm. I've come through my trial. I've come through fear. I've come through sickness. I've come through pain. I've come through marriage issues. I've come through mind issues. 
I've come through the attack on my wallet. I've come through the attack in my life. But I'm watching by faith as victory is happening to me. And so I'm not putting my harp on the willow. I refuse at this moment. Hear me today. There is a time for a song of lament. There is a time for a song of mourning and sorrow. But today, but today, as the enemy stands under your feet in the name of Jesus, there should be a song of victory, a song of rejoicing. We win. We win. I know it may not look like it. It may not feel like it. It may not seem like it. The doctor's report may not look like it. But we win. We win. We win over sin. We win over the things that try to destroy us. We don't often think of the Lord as a man of war, but he is. And he knows how to fight. He knows how to fight. We pick up the narrative in the second stanza, and that's from verse 6 through 10. The first stanza talks about the power of God, and the second stanza does the same. For he mentions in verse 6, Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy authority, O Lord, thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. I want to tell you, it looks like the enemy barks. He looks like he's in control. It looks like all this junk that's going on that the enemy is in control. But don't be dismayed. Don't look at what the enemy is doing remember the right hand of our Lord is the power the authority that is in the name of Jesus the authority that is in the blood of Jesus hallelujah take it with you so the right hand of the Lord has become glorious in power the right hand of the Lord hath dashed in pieces the enemy in the greatness of thy excellence thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee thou sent forth thy wrath which consumed them as stubble and with the blast of thy nostrils and the waters were gathered together the floods stood upright as a heap and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea and the enemy said I will pursue the enemy said I will pursue the enemy said I will overtake I will divide the spoil my lust shall be satisfied upon them I will draw my sword my hand shall be destroyed do you realize that back in the 80s there was a, a an advocate or a, 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 um, I want to say advocate. I'd like to call him a different name. But there was a man that was in the homosexual community that had the homosexual agenda. And, it, and then basically he was saying, we're going to take over your world. We're going to take over your family. We're going to destroy your children. We're going we're gonna to get into the government. And they have. They have. They become rabid and they have become ferocious. But it's not the people. It's the, the beast behind them. It is the demonic forces behind them that is out to try to destroy the very thing that God wants to keep together. And that's the family. Oh, but let me just tell you this. They can say, we're coming to divide. They can say, the spirits can say, through the people, I will pursue you. I will overtake you. I'll destroy you. I'll destroy your beliefs. I'll destroy what you stand for. I'll spoil you. Amen. I'll take over you. I'll draw my sword on you. Amen. But listen to verse 10. Thou didst blow with thy wind, and the sea covered them, and they sank as lead in the mighty water.
hours. Let me tell you, the Lord knows how to handle your enemy. The Lord knows how to fight your battle. I don't have to fight my battle. I'm going to let him fight the battle. I'm not going to fight the battle over the things that is, the enemy is pressing against my mind. Fear, fear, intimidation, fear, worry, dread. Am I going to make it? Am I going to survive? Can I get through another day? Amen. The spirit of suicide that comes against youth and, 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 and those who are old alike and are saying, end your life, end your life. Amen. I think that we can rebuke that in the name of Jesus because he has already won the victory. The Lord knows how to defeat the enemy. I said the Lord knows how to defeat the enemy. We better know how to sing the song of victory. Isaiah tells us, the Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar. He shall prevail against the enemies. Who is, the psalmist said, who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty and mighty in battle. Mighty in battle. I serve the Lord who is the Lord of righteousness. I serve the Lord who is the Lord of peace. I serve the Lord who is the Lord of grace and mercy. I serve the Lord right now who is also the man of war. Who teaches my hands to war. Hallelujah. So the first two stanzas was sung by Moses and the people of God. And then the third stanza is a little different from verse 11 to verse 18 because it is thanksgiving for what happened in the past and what is going to happen in the future. See, the song of victory is not just about how big and powerful our God is. It is also what he has brought me through and what he's going to bring me through. What he has brought me through and what he's going to give to me. It's just not his that he's been victorious. He's given me a promise. He's given me a promise and I'm going to hang on to that. Look at verse 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness? A cut above, if you please. Unlike anyone else. Faithful in praises and doing wonders. Thou stretch out thy right hand, and the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength under thy holy mountain. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold of the inhabitants of Palestine. It shifts from where the Lord brought us to where God has taken us. You see, the song of victory exalts the power of God. But it not only exalts the power of God, it remembers what God has brought us through because he's brought us through he's going to lead us to because he's brought us through he's going to lead us to somebody say amen. amen praise be to God he said in verse 15 the dukes of Eden shall be amazed the mighty men of Moab trembling shall Take hold upon them. The inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. I want to submit to you on the authority of the word of God. Those spirits that have brought fear to our world and to our nation. One day it's going to be turned on them. It's going to be turned on them. And they that were once the proponents of fear and dread and intimidation are going to have to cower at the voice of our God and at his words. Amen. Those that have promoted it so much of Babylon's way and Egypt, Egyptian way, the way of the world, will have to humble before our God. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of thine arm. They shall be as still as a stone 
till the peaceful pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over, which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of their inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for, for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary of the Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever. We didn't sing this, but it is sung as a song by the people of God. I am told that this song of thanksgiving and triumph is repeated every Sabbath in the temple. Mr. Alfred Edersheim said this, at the close of the additional Sabbath sacrifice, when its drink offering was brought forth, the Levites sang the song of Moses in Deuteronomy 32. This hymn was divided into six portions for as many Sabbaths. Each portion was sung in three sections and threefold blasts of the priest trumpets. So not only were they singing it, but they were blowing music at the same time. The people worshiped at each pause. If a Sabbath and a new moon fell on the same day, the Sabbath hymn was sung in reference to the new moon. If a feast day fell on the Sabbath, the Sabbath sacrifice was offered before that prescribed uh, for that prescribed day at the evening sacrifice the Sabbath the song of Moses was sung so every time the people of God gathered in their time of worship they begin to sing the song he brought me out he led me out the horse and rider has been thrown into the sea I want to tell you somebody needs to get your harp that's been hanging on the willow of despair get your harp that's been hung on the willow of I'm captive I can't be victorious get your harp and begin to sing a song a song of victory the lamb has overcome the lamb has overcome you will find that the focus of revelation is about the lamb uh, uh, 29 times in the book of revelation there's reference to the lamb the lamb that is worthy that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing amen it was the lamb that overcome it was the lamb that prevailed we find that very clearly listed throughout Gen uh, revelations 4 5 you find the move of god and the glory of god in chapter 6 it begins to talk about these seals amen we see a conqueror on a white horse and, and then John sees a black horse that ushers in famine and a pale horse that arrives and, and the pale horse is death riding a pale horse and it says that hell is following him. Amen. We are living in an hour today where the, the spirit world has unleashed has unleashed upon us things to make us feel hell's coming hell's coming your way. Hell's after you. The kingdom of darkness and the beast are after you. Begin to read every chapter after that you go from the throne room to all of a sudden the darkness and the blackness and the attack and the beasts that begin to come out and the vials and all this crazy stuff that brings imagery to us and I, I don't know everything about that I'm going to leave it up to Bishop but I know well enough that there's some bad stuff that is going on that the beast is attacking that Babylon is attacking. Mentality of Babylon is attacking. Mm, it's bad. It's horrible. It's despicable. Uh, 
In one place it says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of their own voices, the trumpet of the three angels. Woe, all this kind of stuff. The bottomless pit is opened in chapter 9 and plagues begin to be poured out. Chapter 10 is even more ominous in its mystery. Chapter 11, we find a beast coming out of the bottomless pit and does war with the two candlesticks. In chapter 12, there's war in the heavenly realm. In chapter 13, it is full of grotesque beasts making war in the earth. It is here that the mark of the beast arrives and his name and his mark. And we find the lamb is found standing on Mount Zion. The one who followed the lamb starts singing a new song in this place. And then in chapter 14, Babylon falls. The beast was try, had tried his best to win. The beast and Babylon had tried their best to intoxicate the world with his poison but he also said in revelation 15 and 2 and i saw as it were a sea of glass there was a red sea in the old testament song and a sea of glass in the new testament song amen and them that had gotten the victory over the beast amen and over his image stop fearing the mark of the beast stop fearing the mark of the beast stop wondering if it's a chip or a virus uh, vaccine stop worrying about it being this and being that because if you're a child of God you're going to stand one day and sing the song of Moses and the lamb I have overcome I am victorious I have won Stop worrying about the Antichrist and start praising the Christ. Stop worrying about the black market and how horrible the things are going on and start believing my God can make a raven come and feed me. My God can show up with a loaf of bread if need be. My God is able to help me. We are in, I believe, the last days. And I believe Babylon is at work. But look at this. What did the song of the Lamb say? <clears throat> and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works. His works are great and marvelous. Now, I realize that there are some people that are so smart and so brilliant that they'll do like that one professor did in a college sometime where he said now the children of Israel did not go through the Red Sea they went through the Reed Sea R-E-E-D-C and so it wasn't that the, the waters rolled back they just went across this Reed Sea which is very very shallow just a few inches and they could have walked very easily through that and the story says that there was a preacher in the group that started shouting. He said, Woo! Hallelujah! And that professor said, What in the world are you shouting about? He said, Because when I get back to my church, I'm going to preach a message of how the Egyptians drowned in four inches of water. <laughs> Somebody say, God's with me. God's with me. And I'm with him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to stay in the book. I'm not going to worry about all that's coming our way in time and wondering about this. Listen, there are some preachers that are on 
the YouTube on YouTube and on Facebook, you need to shut off listening. Talking about all these kinds of mysteries and this kind of stuff going on. Amen. If you'll get into the word of God, read Revelation if you want to. Study if you want to. But don't worry about the sensor. The, 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 the exciting, the sensationalism of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast and all these conspiracies because in the bottom of it, at the end of it all, we win. The Lamb wins. The God of glory overcomes. The King of glory overcomes. And at the end of it, it's, it's the people of the Lamb that are singing the song of victory. Devil bound in the, in the bottomless pit. He's overcome. Amen. We are singing victory. Praise God. His works are great and marvelous. He is the Lord God Almighty. That's what the songs of the Lamb says. He's the Lord God Almighty. He cannot be supersede in his power. He is almighty. There's no mightier than almighty. God is big enough to take care of your situation if you'll trust him, believe him, follow him. Hallelujah. The Bible says his ways are just and true. His ways are right and true. Hallelujah. His name, the scripture here says in the song, who shall not fear thee? Who shall not fear thee? Everyone, understand this. Your spiritual foe fears and trembles, believes there's one God, and fears and trembles. If all you do, just say, one God, 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 Jesus, 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 one God, one God, one God, one God. It ought to make hell shake in its boots. You understand what I'm saying? His name is glorious. He is the holy Lord of glory in a class all, all by himself. And then it says, and all nations shall come and worship before thee. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. All these anti-God folks that you see on TV and YouTube all around spouting and declaring and, and foaming at the mouth. Everyone will have to declare at some point in time, Jesus Amen. is Lord. Stand with me, please. I love worship songs of all kinds. I love all kinds of genre of worship songs. But I want to tell you, I'm living in a time where I don't need any fluff. I don't need some fluffy song. I need a song that tells me who Jesus is. I need a song that will remind me that we're on the winning side. I need a song of victory. I need a song of deliverance. I need to be able to sing. You see, singing and sacrificing are very important to the temple worship. And so we come, and the Bible says that we're to offer the sacrifice of praise. We offer up the sacrifice of praise. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what some of you are going through and what you're dealing with. Amen. But you need to look at your uh, Pharaoh coming at you. Look at the beast coming at you and saying, I'm going to sing the song of Moses and the Lamb. And that is a song of victory. I am victorious. 
because he said I'm victorious. I am an overcomer because he has already defeated the enemy at Calvary. He's already bound him. He's already destroyed his works. He just wants to make us think that we're defeated. How about it today? Anybody want to sing a song of victory in your life? Hallelujah. Maybe there's somebody. You're tired of being on the low end. Your spirit is just just shot. You're tired of being in that place where you feel drained spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, and you're just drained. And you're fighting just to stay above the waterline, so to speak. Why don't you come today? Come down here. Young folks, y'all clear the chairs out of the way. Come and stand here today and say, I'm standing not for victory, but from victory. I'm standing in victory. I am an overcomer. I am victorious. Amen. If, if I die, well, I'm going to win anyway. I win. I win. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.